Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday people share real and personal stories. Some are profound and challenging, while others are more common and relatable, shared with honesty and humor. But all of these stories reveal what God can do in our lives when we trust Him with the details. Thanks for joining us. everyone, this is your host Kelly from the Storytellers Live team. On each episode, a different woman shares her story, often in a live setting, with the bottom line being that God is good. This episode marks an exciting milestone as it was the first gathering and launch of storytellers in a new city, Auburn, Alabama. And fittingly, the first storyteller for Auburn was Sarah Beth, one of our team members and also a former Auburn resident. As you may recall, Sarah Beth was the very first person to share at Storytellers in Birmingham when we launched last fall, and you can hear that recording in episode one of the podcast. And normally we wouldn't record and post someone's story twice, but this was a particularly special evening when Sarah Beth could celebrate the remembrance of her husband Lee among the friends and the community who helped carry her during those early days after his passing. Sarah Beth would eventually say goodbye to those friends when God moved her to Birmingham, but a theme of this story is the detours God took Sarah Beth on and the surprises that he has had for her along the way to display his love and faithfulness. As she says, there's always something to be thankful for in the middle of the hard. And looking back, she is able to so clearly see the gifts and mercies that God gave her to keep her going day by day. From Lee essentially being able to say goodbye to her, to new beginnings of finding love again. And while nothing is easy, choosing to trust Jesus gave Sarah Beth the peace and the strength to take each new step as it came. Sarah Beth has truly learned to live by faith, and I know you'll be encouraged by her story. Here she is. Well, Sarah Beth's heart's beating like this. (laughs) And um, I really am so excited to be back and... um, I've really been praying over this for months. I mean, this has kind of been in the works for a long time. And um, as you hear me talk tonight, I really just want you to see me as just really the girl next door. And um, most of the time I'm in running clothes and no makeup, and I might or might not have had a shower. So um, just here, this is God's story. I'm just the girl that he chose to write it and um I now get to tell you all of it and um I wished I had all night and um I could tell you just on and on um the incredible things that he has done but um I only have a short amount of time and so I am um really I have some notes here but this really night is just totally gonna be what he lays on and I really don't even know the words for sure that I'm going to tell y'all are the stories really there's so many um because he really has done an incredible an incredible work um so I'm just going to start because all these pictures of my family and my children are out everywhere and that wasn't really planned but um I'm sharing tonight I'm coming to you um just in remembrance um Psalm 77 has just kind of been on my heart I will remember the deeds of the Lord yes I will remember your miracles of long ago and I will consider all of your works and I will meditate on all your mighty deeds and this um, remembrance bowl with all of these pictures just sits on our living room coffee table in our house in Birmingham. 
And so my children, um, any of the four, anytime that they want, can come and look in this remembrance bowl. Um, and they can see pictures of their daddy and um, they can see baby pictures of what they look like at our first birthday for Molly. They're just, um, they're the remembrances of um, our family coming together. So um, in that remembrances and in getting ready for tonight, um, it was kind of like, what all do you want me to share? So um, I grew up in Dothan. I was one of two. I have a precious, um, precious parents who've been married for 45 years. And they um, instilled in me just a godly foundation from a very, very early um as, as far as I can remember, I was drugged to church on Saturdays, Sundays, Wednesdays. I mean, anytime the doors were open, we were there. And so it's just neat that um, those seeds um, truly I would need later in life. So my coming to Auburn is pretty funny. I really was set on going to Sanford, and that was just it. And I was done. I didn't apply anywhere else. I was going to Sanford, and they had like a preview weekend, and um, my mom and dad and I went, and it just, I didn't know for sure, for sure that that's where I should be. So I was like, you know, I really think that maybe Auburn might be something I should look into. And so we put in the papers late, came to Auburn, stopped off at Mary Martin Hall right beside Sanford. It was, it was exactly where I should be. So, um... <coughs> That was a surprise. I really had a way. That was the first time, kind of big surprise, God took me on a total detour. Um, ended up in Auburn, had the sweetest, most amazing, amazing four years here. Um, and is where I would live for, honestly, well on, like 20 plus. But um, kind of in my college years, one of my first times to really know that I needed um, that faith that my parents had given me was I thought I was dating this guy and it was going in one direction. And after like three and a half years, we broke up and it was heart wrenching. And um, it was kind of one of the first times there was nobody else there that could kind of pull me up by my bootstraps. It was just kind of up to me to rely on my faith and that God had a future for me. And even though it looked different, um, he was going to take care of me. And I think because that was such a hard breakup. I was like, you know, Lord, I'm just really ready. You know, the next time I really give my heart away, um, I would want it to be, um, my husband. And so, um, lo and behold, in Jordan Hare Stadium with 89,000 people, um, Lee and I happened to just randomly, um, sit down beside each other. God had it all planned. And my mom and dad happened to be at that game. And my mom the whole time was just like praying because she knew something was going on. And um, it was that I had met Lee. And that was the first of um, our falling in love with everything orange and blue and just the connection of the stadium and um, being there. And um, we dated and got married in 01. And um the first big decision as for us as a married couple would be kind of where we were going to go to church. And um, we stayed, all of our friends left and graduated Auburn. So Auburn felt completely different married just because so many of our friends had gone. And it was really kind of starting new and starting our married life together. And um, 
sweet friends downtown happened to be out to dinner one night just said hey if y'all y'all should join y'all should try our church and um we visited the next day and that's where we would um plant um there and we just dove right in those were our friends those were our people um i did bible studies before children um that i just absolutely loved and could pour into these women and the women pour in and some of them are actually in this room um from just 20 years ago um we had children five years that was kind of the plan um lee was a pretty big planner and up right until literally like within a week um sadie was born and then um very quickly um within they were 24 months apart miller was born and when i was growing up um having a sister i remember vividly i would put on these quilts like you know the old quilts that your grandmother makes with like scraps of all their clothes I would drape it around my neck and I would take a safety pin or a big clothespin and I'd put it here. And that was my, that was my wedding dress. And I would pretend that I was getting married and I would literally dream about the day that I would get to be a wife. And then I would (laughs) very quickly change. And then I have all these babies and I would pretend to be a mom. And what I did was, um, my mom had precious friends. And so, um, I would pretend to be different women that were my mom's really good friends. So one time I'd have three children and and the next day I would have two and then I would be pregnant and put the pillow under my tummy but I literally dreamed of the day that I would get to be a wife and a mom and um meeting Lee and um having those precious five years um and then getting those two babies I was truly truly living the dream that I had always dreamed and life really was so sweet and we had precious friends at church and Bible studies and life was really 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 good and then um my children it was um we were on spring break in oh um excuse me in 2014 and lee just wasn't feeling well and when we got back from spring break it ended up being a 14-day hospital stay it started in auburn and then we ended up um which is kind of crazy now that i drive on those streets that i can remember certain memories of that stay but we were given the diagnosis he had a genetic heart condition that he had had since he was born what it is is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy it's an electrical issue with your heart so you're born with it and as you grow the fibrous tissues in your heart change and so most of the time people have actually um, the number one um, sign of it that you have is sudden death so if you've heard of high school football players who are very healthy and they play in a football game and then they collapse and die um, or a runner um, same thing marathon people that swim you've just heard these instances where these very healthy people have these really big athletic events and then they just die well that is the condition that my husband had and we were told in Birmingham you are so lucky because most people do have sudden death and he did not so he threw a non-fatal arrhythmia and in most cases, they you throw a fatal one. So we were just so thankful that he was alive and that we got this diagnosis. And um, they told us that we should have our children genetically tested, which we did. And um, we were building a home at the time um, when all of this was going on. So um, we have that diagnosis going on. And then we continue to build. We move in. Um, it was exactly one year 
from the time that um, we got the diagnosis until, and so let me back up, that last year we literally lived um, just knowing that his life was such a gift and it was so precious. And we would have these really crazy, cool conversations just because we were told how serious it was and that he was able um, to be here. And so we would sometimes just kind of talk about what if this happened. And I want you, I mean, like one time he was like, I want you to come get in the safe and I just want to know that you can get in there and these are the papers that you might need. And I would say, you're absolutely crazy, but okay, I'll come and open the safe. And I think it made him feel better. And he would just, with the house being built, he just wanted to do all of these things and just have it all done for me. Just, just, just in case. And that's just who Lee was. He just wanted his family taken care of. And, um, so we got the diagnosis. We move in. We had, um, our first Christmas in our new home. We, um, we're just living life huge. I remember the last weekend, um, Miller had played t-ball and we went out and then we did, um, Auburn basketball game. I mean, it was just a very fun, big weekend. That Sunday, he was able to go out with all those guys in that Sunday school class that I told you we absolutely were so close with. And, um, he got home that night. Um, this is the week that he passed away. It was a Sunday night. He just said, Hey, I just want to talk. And so we did, our children were asleep. And, um, the greatest surprise that Lee ever gave me through the gift of our savior is he was able to tell me goodbye. So that Sunday night, um, just a regular Sunday night, just like you have in your home, we just had this really cool, neat conversation. And he just said, hey, I just want you to know that if something were to happen to me, um, I have everything that I ever asked God for. I have been given the greatest life. And he went through all of these things that were just kind of on his personal bucket list. And, um, he just was like, hey, and if something happens to me, I need you to tell everybody just what an amazing God we serve and how he's taking care of me. And so tonight truly is still part of that promise that I promised him, never knowing that three days later he would be in heaven and get to sit at Jesus's feet and meet him and tell him these amazing things. And I think I kind of laughed it off like, you know, I'll outlive you or something, um, because it was it was that moment of um you know, I mean, goodbye, really, it was, and um, he had gotten to go um, play bowling, I think they did that night, it was just like kind of a guy's night out, so he got to be with all those guys one last time, and um, (laughs) this is crazy, he had a Harley motorcycle, which is just kind of wild and not really um, typical, but he wanted one, so why not, and I'm so grateful that I wasn't the wife that said, no, that's crazy, I was like, let's go for it, you know, and so um, that Sunday afternoon after church, he took our kids on rides, and he also, he came to this exact neighborhood, which it just hit me, and um, he got to see just kids out playing, and he stopped and talked to different families and friends, and then um, it was a Wednesday night, and um, because we're in Auburn, um, Auburn was in the SEC basketball tournament, and so that night was just a typical spaghetti night at our house, but we had the Auburn game on, and kids were running around, and um, Auburn won big, and it was just a very fun family night at home, and um, tucked our kids in, and I woke up to him Later that night, gasping for air, I thought he was having a bad dream, Um, but he was in heaven already. And um, the coolest and neatest thing that I can tell you um, through that experience was um, my children slept through the whole thing, which is just totally a provision from the Lord. He just, I don't know if angels put 
earmuffs on them because now you can do like this and they're all four. They'll be like wide awake. Like, what happened? What's up? Um, so, um, <clears throat> seeing that, um, I just know that he was at peace, but I had a lot of questions and um, went to the hospital and they told me, just like you see in the movies, um, you know, we did all that we could, but there was, you know, he was gone. And um, I think the year prior, God and our, in some way, just prepared me and, and also obviously prepared Lee because he was then able to tell me goodbye. And it was just something that we just kind of knew, but we didn't ever really say out loud, which I think is just a sweet way that God totally got me ready because he asked me and I knew I was going to be speaking at a funeral. I, I can't tell you why. I just knew that I would. And I knew that there would be a tailgate celebration in honor of him um, because I just, God had already laid it on my heart. And that's just the kind of God that we serve that just um, takes care of his children. And he just let me know. And um so, um, well, I had been studying, so um, I see Stacy's here. Um, I had been teaching Ask Bible Study um, then, and that we were studying the Lord's Prayer. And I had fifth graders, but I was teaching them the Lord's Prayer. And um, when they were working on Lee in our house, I was in my bathroom, and I was just praying the Lord's Prayer because that was what was on my heart because that's what I was teaching at the time. And so I was just kind of screaming, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. And um, it's just neat how that's what was I was studying. And you just sign up to teach because that's what you want to do. And you want your children to be planted little seeds. And they were. But that Ask Bible Study was for me. And um, when Lee was going into heaven, I was just praying that my will but yours be done. And um, I've never shared this publicly. Um, but Lee was an organ donor. And um, the corneas, his corneas were used. And so through his death, um, someone was able to have the ability to see. And through Lee's death, um, I have been able to see how much God loves me in a different way and took care of us and took care of Lee ultimately, not the way that I wanted him to. I I begged God and God could have healed him. Um, but again, I prayed not your will, not my will, but yours be done. And, and, the Lord knew that he needed to heal Lee in heaven. And um, a few weeks after Lee died, I was taking my children to school and um, I had dropped them off. And um, I think the reality that day just hit me that pretty much everybody's life was going on. And I could see other dads dropping their kids off and they were headed to work. And I could see other moms who were going back home to their husbands and it was just me. And it was just that moment. And um, I ended up at the grave kind of unexpectedly at the cemetery, which is on Gay Street. And um, I pretty much, um, right before this happened, I found out that both my children tested genetically positive for the same they had the gene, they were gene positive for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So my husband, y'all told, I told y'all, I dreamed all the time, wife, mama, that's, that's what the Lord had for me. So my husband is in heaven. And now I have the diagnosis that my babies have what their daddy had. And, um, I ended up at the grave that day after dropping them off unexpectedly. And when I went in, I went in one way. And when I came out, although my circumstances were the same, I was not. And I just came face to face sobbing, um, just in full acceptance of that this was the story he had written. Um, 
I could not breathe, but I just said, okay, I'm giving, I'm giving it up. I get it. Um, I am a widow and I am a single mom and I am going to trust you. And I don't think that any really think I was trusting him before, but there was something different about going to the grave. And I cried over his grave and I just said, um, I'm going to fight for my family and I'm going to trust you. I don't know what it looks like. I don't, I, I, I just want my babies to be okay. I don't know all these decisions that are kind of being thrown at me. Lord, I'm going to need your help, but I'm just going to trust you. Um, so Lee passed away and went to heaven in March. And um, I told y'all that we met at Auburn in the stadium. We lived here. We pr- truly pretty much breathed orange and blue, which I know that you do if you live in a college town. And so um, I knew the hard thing, um, I've never shared the story either, but um, was coming up was A-Day. And so, of course, my kids and everybody here in Auburn, I mean, you do everything that Auburn does. And so we would be going to the A-Day game and... Um, we would be going to sit in the seats that we'd always sat in and I just anticipated the day being hard so we get ready and we come and um, I get a phone call from a friend right before we're walking in and they just said hey we have some extra seats up in the suite with my company would you like to come and you and Sadie Miller and I think one of the hard things is when you are a single mom and you lose the person that helps you make all the decisions just up to you like I don't know. There's nobody else to ask. What do you want to do? So, sure, we'll come. And um, we walk in, and Sadie Miller ahead of me, and um, I I think I was putting stuff down, and I got a tap on the back of my shoulder, and um, before I could turn around, it was just like, hey, darling, where's the ketchup? (laughs) And I turned, and I looked, and um, it was Coach Di. (laughs) And um, I just thought in the moment I'm laughing and just – I knew that it was going to be hard, but God had surprises for us all all along that it was like, it's going to be hard, but I'm here. And um, I think later in the day, Miller did the worm over Coach Dad's feet. And, um, (laughs) And my children in that moment, too, you know, life really does go on. And as hard and as difficult as it was... Um, I was seeing a counselor, and they were too, and the counselor told me early on, your children take their cues from you. So if you're going to fight, they're going to fight. If you're crying in bed with the sheets over your head, that gives them permission too. And so for me, I knew my heart was absolutely crushed and broken, and I missed the man that was my very best friend who I talked to every single day, who I saw every day. Um... And I knew that somehow I was going to be okay. If that was the one thing I could do for my kids who were crying for their daddy to come back and asking me, but why? I just don't understand, Mommy. Why? I don't understand either, baby. If there was anything I could do, and if they were taking their cues from me, I was just like, dear Lord, help me help them. And so... um, I think that I saw that they were more resilient probably than I thought that they would be. And then there were times that um, when their heart broke, my heart just absolutely, when they were upset, it just killed me. Because I knew as a mama that one thing I couldn't do was they would say, "Can you know, I want, I want to know why. But my children, I could see them. I mean, when I would pray over them, my children's countenance, Sadie, would be uncontrollably sobbing. And I would hold her and just, I would just repeat 
like his promises back to her. I might not be able to answer her questions. I don't know why, baby, but God says he will never leave us or forsake us and that he, there's nothing he's, he's not going to do. Um, and I would just pray over and they would, they would just calm down and they would say, God's going to take care of us, you know, and, um, the verses and the songs that we sang and asked, those were planted in them. And so when we needed them in unexpected time, that that's what we had. And that's what we drew on. To be perfectly honest, probably I didn't want to go to A Day and take two children. A Day and Auburn and church were two things. Auburn things and church were the things we did as a family. And so I went to the grocery store alone before Lee. And, you know, those were just things. I didn't just run up to Jordan Hare with two kids by myself. So the, um, the feeling of him not being there was so overwhelming that I knew it was going to be so hard. The surprise from God that, hey, um, where's the catch up? You know, it's just kind of like, you know, life is going to go on. It's going to look different, but I'm right here. You trusted me. You've got me and I'm going to be there with you. Um, kind of around the same time, um, which it's friends that are in the room, that our children, every time, church is, you know, we went together as a family and church was hard. It was very hard to go, um, just the three of us. But one day I was crying in church and uh, Miller said to his friend, it's okay. My mommy's crying for my daddy, but God's going to take care of us. And, um, you know, my babies too grieved and they all grieve different. And the timeline for every widow and every family looks different. Um, but I kind of was like in the mindset that the faster we, move on and the faster we start doing the first of everything is difficult i don't know what it looks like i had decisions even from chicken fried chicken to pizza was just overwhelming because of the other big decisions but we just fought together and um that precious sunday school class i would send text and um i would just say hey sadie's really upset tonight and bedtime of course was always hard tucking them in can y'all please pray and um they were on their knees and I, I cannot thank them enough and you in this room for the prayers and the support um, for me and my children because we absolutely felt them. Um, I'm going to shift gears. I wish I could tell you and had more time to just focus on Lee and the children and um, that, but now I'm going to kind of shift gears and to tell you um, the second half of the story. So um, I had a precious friend that I grew up with that lives in Birmingham who introduced me to Clay, who um, is my new husband. Um, We were at tailgates together. I love how God uses both of my husbands I've met through Auburn. (laughs) But um, the Vestavia tent and the Auburn tent, which is um, too crazy, we sat beside each other and now these tents are beside each other and she just happened to introduce me to a guy like that it was just as random as if I introduced you and um I didn't think much of it and um a few weeks later she got I got a text and she just said hey that guy would like to take you to dinner and I said well I I was really nice but I think I was pretty blunt in my text and I said well I'm never leaving Auburn (laughs) so um thank you but no thank you and um she texted back um we really feel like you could do dinner and um (laughs) and then this was the stinger god can take care of all the details and i sat in my bedroom by myself and i said i'd be a hypocrite if i say no i mean i'm i'm begging god and i'm trusting him and i'm saying i'm wide open to whatever you have for me 
I was already going to be in Birmingham with my children on fall break. I already had a babysitter with someone I adored and loved. And my kids were taking care. Like, it was a no-brainer. Um, so I said, okay. And that night, um, we met um, at Rossbridge where my children were. And so they asked me, which was really hard, where are you going? I'm going to dinner. Who are you going to dinner with? A friend. Do we know that friend? No. Is your friend a girl or a boy? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I had the opportunity to probably say a little white lie, but I didn't because that's just not, that's just not how I am. And so I said, a boy. And they said, what's his name? And I said, his name's Clay. And I'm so grateful that I was willing to be honest and open with my children because as they, as we sat at dinner, my children came and they knocked on the window as if it would be right there and they waved. (laughs) And what they didn't know was that they were waving at their second dad. And um, I met Clay and that whole night we literally talked about what God meant and what, um, the story that he was writing in our lives and the beautiful gift is is that now we just get to talk about that forever because that's basically kind of where it started and it just really hasn't stopped um so I told y'all that I dreamed about children and being a wife and so when Lee went to heaven that was hard because I just I missed him so much and I I loved being a wife and um, I told y'all about the graveside story so before I met Clay I had really just come to terms with where we were and what God was doing and I really had a peace and um, then God brought me Clay and um, not only Clay but he brought me Molly and Maddie and um, not only do I now have two children, I have all the children I ever dreamed of. And um, it was like he was saying, I'm going to do a new thing, but you're going to have to leave Auburn. And um, you're going to have to leave those adorable, precious, precious friends and that church that has stood behind you for 20 years. And you're going to have to do hard and you're going to have to step out on faith and you're going to have to trust me. And um One of the hardest things I ever did in that decision, um, if you can think about it, the parallels, the hard thing was to leave Auburn with all the memories here. Um, Lee's here. Um, My friends are here. The people where I birthed my babies, everything is here. So that was the hardest thing. The easiest thing I have ever done was to trust God and start a new family. And um, I have never had a bigger peace. Um, Our house... um, was brought to us by a friend who's here who wasn't on the market it wasn't even on the market like the things that took place that just totally kind of fell into place just um confirmed the fact that God just really was really truly doing a new thing when you leave here it's the relationships that are so hard um it's not about the towns or the driving which is crazy there but um it's the relationship and the people and those connections and they already know your story and they've known you for some 20 years they know everything um so I was like you know we have this condition who's gonna be our pediatrician and um I love my pediatrician here and she knew everything about me and she knew all about Lee and she knew all about their hearts too and um everywhere in Birmingham was like we're not taking any new patients 
And so I was unpacking boxes and moving houses and selling cars and getting a new bigger car for all these children. And I mean, there was just all this other stuff going on, but I was seeing the heart specialist. So it wasn't like I really, I mean, it wasn't like die hard to get that pediatrician, but that was just something on the running to do list. Like, okay, Lord, I don't want to be fearful about this, but nobody's taken any new patients. What are we going to do? And um, Clay is an accountant, and he had a client that came in. He was a pediatrician, and she's Molly and Maddie's. And Clay just happened to mention us, and she knew about us. And so she was like, I would absolutely love to take them. And I already see Molly and Maddie. And so when I walked in, I was like, okay, so I'm going to have to explain everything. And I think that's hard sometimes in our stories when our stories don't go a certain way and you're new and your children have a different last name than you. And sometimes I'm like, okay, where do I even begin? Do I go through the whole thing? Um, or do I just smile and like, be like, you can judge me or whatever. But, um, I knew that with the pediatrician, there was going to be a lot of stories to tell. And we walk in and um, she said, "Um, hey, I went to medical school with your Auburn pediatrician and my like uncle, it's her godfather, was Lee's cardiologist. And I know everything already. And so for those months leading up, um, when we're fearful, Jane tells us can't add a single hour to our day. God already knew that this pediatrician that knew this pediatrician that was this cardiologist that knew everything, he's already putting it all together. And I think that that's where I'm saying I'm still learning to trust him because there's all these other things um, in life that he uses to grow our faith that I'm still praying and trusting over. But if I look back, and that's what's so cool about telling your story, so that's why I urge anybody in here that maybe wants to tell their story, this has been so incredibly cool for me to look back and to see all of these connections, which if we had longer, y'all, the stories are continual like this of how God has just done truly the most incredible ways, ways I couldn't have done. And if the first pediatrician had answered, which is what I would have wanted, which was easy, sure, we'll take you. It would have not been this pediatrician already knew. Like, they're on the beach together. And when I left, she was like, hey, can I call them? And I was like, sure you can. And so God has just, in everything, and there's still stuff I'm waiting on that I'm praying about that I'm like, okay, God, you know that situation? When are we going to work on that? But he's just growing me and continuing showing me, just trust me. I got it all figured out. I've got the children. You just got to trust me. They do know and are completely um, honest and open about their genetic condition. So um, they go for cardiologist appointments, and there is a back wall measurement, just like you have on ultrasounds with your babies in utero. There is this um, measurement, and if that changes at all, that is an indicator. Um, So I'll be honest with you, when we're sitting there and they're doing all these clicking and measurements, just like you are when you had your ultrasounds, I'm choosing faith, but I'm just saying, please tell me my babies are okay. And there are things in place that we will do if those do change. But right now, um, Clay's coaching Miller and tackle football and Sadie is a majorette. So there's nothing um, holding them back um, now. Um, You know, I trust their future, just like you trust the future of your children. Um, But... I mean, I would be lying if it's not something that doesn't just kind of stay there. I'm going to kind of close a little bit, but, um, so a couple of weeks ago I was running and, um, it was the start of college. It was the start of, um, opening day of college football. 
Labor Day weekend, is that right? And um, I was running, like I always do, I always run um, on campus here, but now I run, and I was still running my game day um, run. And um, I had seen just on like a national, like tailgate guys um, on, I guess, Instagram, they had just like a national thing. And in the corner was the tent stopped by for a second. And I'm not sure if y'all know, but um, that tent was given, the location was given in honor of Lee. And so um, we named it Stop by for a second. And um, I was praying and um, God was like, you know, your life, SB, they call me SB and um, that's baby. That's what my girls call me. Your life is really like a second. And, um, I kind of thought about that and I thought about Lee's life here and how short it was. And, and the verses are like, you know, our life is like a vapor and grass and withers. And, um, you know, are you still going to trust me? And so when I tell y'all this story, I'm telling y'all, I'm still learning. Um, I haven't gotten it all figured out as you would think with all that I've learned to trust him. I still have things that I'm trusting him with. And, um, there are times when I'm praying over my children. Um, I want to say, but God, you know, you've already done, I've already got one husband that I dearly love in heaven. Please don't let something else happen to this one. And, my babies mean the world to me. And Lord, I don't know if I could do it again. Like these are the conversations I have. And he literally just reminds me, just trust me, just simply trust me. And, um, I've just loved this recently, how he just, um, rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. And regardless of what our stories look like, which everyone in the room has a story, um, and it goes a different way, you know, he's just there to say, hey, let me carry some of that for you. You know, you don't have to figure it all out. Us as women, for me, I'm talking to me, I want to control everything. You know, I've had all this this, un, this other stuff, and he's just the calm and the chaos. And he's like, hey, just let me carry that for you. And, um, you know, life on this side of forever can be hard and our stories are written differently than um we sometimes think that they should be and we still just have to trust him so a friend who now lives in jackson when my children were little um one of my favorite bible studies that i did um was a study on gratitude and um we would dress, I would get Sadie Miller dressed and we would pack picnic lunches. And some of you in this room went to that Bible study. And it was so cool because there were all these aged women in there. And we studied um, hard gratitude, which I would then need because I just love that study so much. And I didn't know then at the time why I loved it, but I did just love it. And we would pack them picnic lunches and we would have Bible study. And then they would let the moms go eat lunch and the children would stay at the church. And, um, in studying that, then I went to supper club here, um, probably about 10 or 11 years ago. And this was in one of our, my friend's homes and it says gratitude turns what you have into enough. And so through that study, um, this was in my first Auburn house, my second Auburn house, and now it's in my Birmingham house. And, um, I just fell in love with the ver- verse, um, out of first Thessalonians, be joyful, always pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. And that was Lee and I's verse the last year. And that is what is on his headstone. And, um, you know, we all can have really hard things. There's always something to be thankful for in the middle of the hard. I 
have a song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. And um, I've, when I've been running lately, I just blare it over and over and over and over again. And so I hope that these words um, are an encouragement to you um, as you trust him for whatever is on your heart. So when you listen to it, I just want you to think about that. I'm going to just read. Um, the steadfast Lord, love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, and great is his faithfulness. So y'all all know that sweet old song, and um, it'll be linked on the podcast on iTunes. We'll have a way that you can listen to it. Um, before I end, I did want to say just about um, telling and sharing this story. So... Um, there was a blessing box that probably a lot of you um, put things in in my Auburn house. And um, I just want to say that that has, after I shared my story in Birmingham, numerous blessing boxes are now on other people's front porches when they go through hard things. So the life and the legacy of Lee and his story and my story and what God has done through us is blessing and putting out and being used um, in other communities in ways that I could have never imagined and it's all started from this room and um, I will start crying if I try to thank y'all but I can't ever thank you enough um, for what every person here meant to Lee and um, Sadie and Miller um, I really truly great am grateful for each one of you Thank you for joining us for Sarah Beth's story. It's such a powerful example of what it means to walk by faith. And if you're interested in listening to the song that she mentioned, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, you can visit our website at storytellerslive.org. Go visit the show notes and we will have a link to the song there. We're so thankful for you tuning in to listen. As always, we appreciate any ratings or reviews on iTunes or any opportunity you have to share the podcast on social media or forwarding the email to your friends. It all helps the podcast to get into new ears. We hope you'll join us again soon. We post a new episode every Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Storytellers Live.